0: Welcome to the 1080 Outdoors podcast. I am your host, Taylor Henry, and this is episode number 67. And we are talking about rut hunting. It is going to be covering the week of November 9th through the 15th. Dealing with this warm weather, and we're going to get out of it With some serious precipitation that's coming just at the beginning of the week here. I'm joined by cousin Jeff and um, may have another special guest at the end too. We shall see. So, first things first. Let's check out the weather report for the next week. Um, If you live under a rock or were not hunting, you would have... Noticed that it's been a little bit Seasonably Or unseasonably warm Um I think we've had four straight days Now of 70s Uh like this morning when I went out It was like 60 (laughs) At 4am So we are Struggling Through um Some pretty Slow movement in general considering that we're into the second week of November so let's go over the weather report and then we'll get into the whitetail kind of weekly report for week 10 um, <clears throat> once again it's covering November 9th through the 15th and first things first Starting off the week with a big rain event. So Monday, still showing a high of 71. My God, it's just the, the heat. is just, I'm not complaining because I do enjoy sitting in the stand and not wanting to die because of how cold it is like we have dealt with the last few years. But with that being said, I will say for sure that the movement does seem to be to be suppressed a little bit. And I'm not seeing the mature buck movement that I usually see um through eight days in November here. But alright, so Monday high seventy one. Looks like coming into Monday night, you're gonna get um rain and then it's gonna rain all through Tuesday. Uh my weather thing here showing almost inch a half inch inch and a half of rain. Um and it's gonna bring with that a giant temp drop. Cause then after that, so Tuesday's a high of forty six and then Tuesday night's gonna get into below freezing for the first time in a while. Wednesday is high of 46, low of 31. Um, pressure's gonna be jumping back at that time. Um, then Thursday, another. I mean, we're still it's still pretty warm. Like Thursday's gonna be high of 50, low of 24. Pressure's rising still. Friday looks to be the highest pressure day, We're high of forty two, low of thirty three, and then Saturday, Sunday, <clears throat> Saturday looks like rain. Um, pressure's diving back off, high of forty six, low of 30, or high of forty six, low of thirty six, and then Sunday is a uh, high of fifty, low of thirty one. Um, so we have two two good chances of rain here. So Tuesday looks like it's gonna be raining all day. Um, it looks like we're gonna get substantial amount. But then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, look clear. So if I had to pick, um, you know, weather-wise, weather the best days are going to be in the back. Probably the best days to hunt are going to be Wednesday, Thursday, um, Friday. Wind's going to be calm. I'll just. So wind-wise, we're going to pick up a lot Monday. So it's going to be windy Monday going into that rain event. Coming out of the rain event, the wind's going to get back down between 5 and 10 miles an hour. And it's going to hang there. Through Friday and then Saturday, it looks like it's going to be a little more windy. So, there still isn't, there's nothing that stands out here that's as like crazy and need to be in. I'd say Wednesday through Friday look pretty good. Um, like, probably try to be out in the woods then. Uh, it's still going to be comfortable, you know. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind hitting one of these mornings with a solid frost on the ground. Looks like... <sighs> Yeah, it looks like uh, Friday morning and Thursday morning are going to be the coolest. Yeah, Thursday morning down to twenty-seven, Friday morning down to twenty-one. So I mean, it's it's that's going to be the coldest it's been for a while. And another thing to look at too is we we've, we've had south south winds now for like fucking ten days. So when we it's gonna kick off to that west west northwest on Wednesday. So some of the st- like for me, I've only been able to hunt south stands now for a week. <clears throat> so I'll actually be able to get into like a west more western stand, um, but it's kicking back to southwest Thursday. But then we jump to northwest north northwest Friday. So if you've been sitting there being like, where the hell is a north wind for these stands? Friday's your day. Um, and it looks like we're kicking back to south southeast Saturday, and. West, Southwest Sunday. So, still I only see two days with north in it. Friday morning is one of them, but it's still it's changing midday. So, you might be able to get away with a north stand in the morning, but it's kicking back to the south in the afternoon. Other than that, we, I mean, at least we get a wet, like a solid west, I guess, on Wednesday morning. Ah, still there's a ton of south in it. So, hopefully, properly set for south winds. Um, yeah. Other than that, let me bring in Jeffrey now, and we'll kind of go over our last week of hunting and what our plans are for the next week. So, weather-wise, the days I'd select is Wednesday through Friday, and then Sunday. If you're a weekend warrior, Sunday is looking a little bit better than Saturday because of the rain. Um, now, if you if you want if you can hunt in the rain, ain't gonna be a bad thing. So it's still, it's still the same idea here, no matter what, it's a rut, it's, you need to be in the woods as much as you can, but if you are selecting a certain amount of, or certain days, you know, Wednesday through Friday look pretty solid, good weather, low winds, to be comfortable enough, put time town in the stand, so, and then Sunday looks good, so let's bring, uh, Cousin Jeff in here now, and we'll go over, once again, we'll go over, uh, what we've been seeing and what our plans are for the next week. All right, Cousin Jeff is here. How are you doing? I'm all right. How's your hunting been? Not all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you came out with me a couple times the past week, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. So let me give you a little recap of my week. Um, it's been really warm. So I've been seeing – I have I feel like I've been seeing rut activity every single day, but I just have not been able to get on V-Town, and that's essentially the – I don't know if I'm that guy now or, like, that's the only buck I'm hunting because it sure feels like it because I don't sit anywhere well, else. I'm that
1: guy on my land with, yeah. with Split, so.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and Jeff is chasing a buck called Split. That's pretty nice. And <clears> – <throat> The rut, I get it. I get now when people talk about, when they say they're hunting one specific buck. The rut can be tough, because it has been. It's been rough. So I'd say I, I saw one legit four plus year old on Thursday, middle middle of the day, like 11 o'clock. Heard chasing on opposite hillside and a grunt. Ended up rattling, and um grunting and rattling and he came Um, across the ditch came right up to me kind of circled me at like 30 yards and
1: uh was that lucky
0: no it's so i thought so there's two bucks that look really similar one i'm sure is a three-year-old now and then the other one is uh an actual like older big big bruiser um but not really much of a i don't know not much of a rack i guess you could say Nothing compared to what, like, V-Tone is or some of those other bucks that I've been chasing around. Um, So then I I started playing the the chase V-Tone on cell cams and trail camera game. So he was daylighted at 9 o'clock on November 3rd on a pondike that I am pretty – <clears throat> I'm pretty certain like if I were if I would just sit on that pond dike for twelve straight days, like I would kill one at some point. If I could control myself to do that. Um I mean you sat there with me on Friday. I thought it was gonna happen that day.
1: Yeah. A lot of good really good start.
0: Seven bucks before eight o'clock all took the same exact I mean, so to set this up for you, it's a big kind of end of a ridge system. And the pond sits at like a bottom where a field edge meets a woods, and then the woods has, you know, a very narrow shelf to it and then drops way down to steep um it's a, it's a really good pinch point. Yeah, I mean, if you have ponds with actual dikes on them, I found that they are magnets for bucks during the rut, mature bucks too. Um so Friday We it was on. There was definitely a hot doe in the area because there was every buck in the area, essentially, except the big ones were there. And because we even saw that one, that one I think is four that has a broken up left side. You thought we didn't get a good look at him, but
1: oh yeah, he showed himself.
0: So seven, I think was there eight bucks or seven bucks? I don't know. All of them except that one took a trail that's like sixteen yards. Over cross that pond, dyke.
1: And the only reason he didn't is he had a doe with him. The, yeah, and, and the, the doe, doe turned, turned back. Ones, yeah, so he turned back.
0: So I don't know how close we were that day to one of those mature ones coming through there. Um, so then the next day I go back there, and this is where cell cams can become a problem. Cell cell cam goes up at seven thirty in the morning, and there's that. That nine, that buck that we're talking about, that four-year-old that has a broken left side, is on camera, plus like two, three other bucks, another good three-year-old, all on in this one area we call a Hidden Field. And at the time, I'm like, and I said it to you the day before, I'm like, if we're getting this much young, like two and three-year-old movement between like six thirty, between like six and seven thirty. I always like I usually see a mature buck around eight thirty to nine thirty. Just seems like <clears throat> if you're in the right spot at some point in a, in the morning a mature buck's gonna come by. And usually I have seen it. It's between like nine and ten. Eight thirty to ten thirty. Somewhere in there. So for us for it not happen or because it didn't happen for us on Thursday, I second guessed myself. On Friday, while I'm watching this unfold on a cell cam, looking back on it, I should have fucking went, because I knew it, I could tell the spot I was in was not hot still. I don't know, I just, I think, yes, you can sit somewhere all day, every day, but the sits that I've had, where it's legit turned on, there's a hot dough in the area, you know about it, like, right away. Like, you know about it within the first hour sitting there, because the little bucks are just running like freaks. so sure enough i stayed put and then there's v-town blatant
1: 906 I, mean, yeah, I think he showed up
0: 906 i mean out in the wide open 200 yards you know towards the road from where one of my stands are crossing a pond dike. but it's the other pond dyke, not the right one just walking i mean that was another slap in the face It's like i'm sitting on this pond dike with the purpose of you walking across it and you go to the different pond egg, and he's coming from somewhere in the middle of the farm. So, like, we're talking about, like, two opposite spectrums of the farm. One's on the way way uh, um, east side, one's on the way west side. And he uh,
1: – How far do you think the distance is between those two spots? Half mile by the, the crow I think so. By a crow fly?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But they <clears> – <throat> And it's weird because they don't – it's not, it's, if it's, if it's hot in one spot, it's not hot in the other spot, and they're not that far apart. So it's, it's almost like those dull family groups that live on like points. Like, hopefully you pick the right point that that dull group is, that lives on, and one of them's hot. <clears throat> I, th- I think it's that condensed, it seemed like it, at least to me. Cause like the morning that we had um, all the action, the camera over on the hidden field had no action mm-hmm. there was nothing there. And then the morning that that camera was on fire, I had nothing over by me. And then this morning, I don't know what the fuck was going on. I saw some, but I mean, it's in it's in So that, so that you get into the thing. It's like, are you chasing around old data and like old data, meaning 20 minutes old because I bailed at nine o'clock when he's on that camera. I bailed out of the stand. <laughs> I ran my ass up to the truck, drove about eighty miles an hour on the road to get over to the other spot. I'm flying finally there, ran down the like down this hill to a dirt pile where I could see where I, where the picture was taken. Stopped there for like a for like a minute, and Dole comes busting out of the woods below me. Buck comes busting out behind her, but like a two year old. This is like just where. V-Town was 15 minutes earlier. I, I made it. I got there in 15 minutes, and another buck comes busting on another doe. I don't know. Like there's deer running all over the place. It's just not him. And that fucking two-year-old circles that doe around and gets her up in the middle of a field. Like they end up coming like towards me. So I'm sitting there kneeling. I have an arrow knocked because I'm thinking V-Town's gonna come strolling out at some point with all this shit going on. And they, I don't know if they saw she saw me or what. I'm kind of like just kneeling on a dirt pile in, in a field. And uh, he started fucking her. And when he told- started breeding her out in the middle of an open field. She's bellering. He's grunting. And V-Town was here 15 minutes earlier. And you think he's around somewhere to come out to that?
1: It just blows my mind how, how any mature buck in an area would allow an immature buck to do that.
0: It's frustrating because it's against what you'd believe.
1: Well, I mean, I understand it happens. Like,
0: oh, it's you know, there's they can't
1: the, be everywhere on every hot doe. But.
0: Yeah, and you get into um, some of the some of the scientific studies by like MSU Deer Lab, and they show that does are selecting bucks based on antler size and like age. So they believe it, that they are actually doing some type of selection from antler size, but they say that there is a ton of kind of just right place, right time breeding that happens with year-old, year two-year-olds. But he was there, and she was the hot doe because she was – I mean, she was she was everything a hot doe looks like. She She just got penetrated, and then she was, like, hunched over and, like, kind of, like, running all weird, like exactly the way that, you know, I've seen it before and what people talk about all the time. Like, she was hot, and – so I ran. I got. I got in the stand. He ended up coming through. Like while I was like, just climbing up in the tree, just like act like I thought he might die underneath the tree, just huffing, puffing, panting, and then nothing. Then nothing. Sat there for three hours after that. And
1: the well, you place, have to. You you can't. Place was shut down. You can't bail out of that. You have yeah, to stay. Yeah. I in
0: mean. There. I'm getting into the point now, where it's these mature bucks, they they aren't on the move very fast. Like I don't think Veton's on the move very much. Like I don't get these mature bucks day after day during the rut doing the same thing. I just don't.
1: Have you had any recent pictures of him? I mean, I know I I've seen on on some of the tact cams uh, like mouth open. You can tell that they're moving. Have you had him like that?
0: Uh, not really. I mean,
1: even out here. On your place, I've seen the younger ones. I haven't seen, like, a big, an actual full mature four, five, six-year-old.
0: Yeah, like, like blatantly, like, mouth open. Yes,
1: like, going after it's It's still, yeah. I don't, but I don't know what that means. But I've
0: seen it. I've seen it. Like, I've seen legit bucks out running drunk.
1: Well, yeah. Like, and, and not, right, on my, not on one of the places I'm hunting, but. but. While you're driving around scouting.
0: Yeah. Yep. And it takes a hot doe like that to make them like that, like. But I I think we talked about the other day like I think those mature bucks like legit mature bucks like five six year old bucks I think I think you <laughs> they're like that for like a day they're not like that a lot. I don't think they're like that a lot something trips them where they're just ridiculously stupid for like a day they're in the mood and even like like obviously they're triggered and they're they're amped up right now but like they're still a lot of times I think. They still have their whereabouts, but I'm like mature buck does. A good mature buck still could peg you. But like, there's I mean these small bucks right now like they're run downwind to me, and I know like before the thermals are are getting are rising up. Like I know they could they could bust me, and they still aren't. Like they're just so stupid right now. Like the one two year old followed my trail in today.
1: Yeah. It... <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what the delay is. I don't know if this warm week has kind of delayed things. I I feel like it has. Um, well, it's,
0: it's it's definitely not the del- it's not delaying anything because so a dough is going to go into heat do or and it's 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 in direct correlation to the um the light like the picture light so like the the how fa- how long a day is so it goes based off of the days not about anything else technically so weather moon. Technically speaking, scientifically speaking, it, it goes off the, the amount of light in the sky. So, which day it is. And then each dull usually is some, has a specific time and it goes into heat. So, it's happening. There's nothing that can stop it. But, is just like general movement a little bit suppressed? I, yeah. So, like with the days that maybe you'd see you know, on a better weather day where you'd see at least like six or seven, six or seven deer, or like maybe like a, a decent buck. I think you're seeing nothing right now versus where, but if you're in the right spot and it's hot, you're still, it's, it's still going to happen.
1: Yeah. Regardless of weather.
0: And I could see, you know, on those days that a buck maybe is out seeking. So, you know, they breed for whatever, 48 hours. And, because I always, I always, I don't know, from what I've seen on trail cameras, and then, um, you know, you, there, there is some science to back it up. They'll find the doe, they'll breed them for two to three days, and then they'll go back out looking. So, like, <clears throat> you look at V-Town, he was daylighting, out seeking. Um, November 3rd, had him on two different cameras, on two separate parts of the farm. And then November 7th, he's out, out again doing it. So,
1: so does that lead you to think
0: that he was he found he, a, got, he, he found, found a doe, doe on the third, bred her he bred her for two days, and then was back two or three days or whatever, and the, like yesterday was the day that he was back.
1: Said wham bam, thank you ma'am, and, and now he's on probably
0: on to. But then you hear about people having success, you know, hunting deer in the same place, like seeing deer doing the same things for a couple days in a row right now too, and I think that would be more like they have that doe in that area, and you got
1: you're in the right
0: area. What we got going on back there?
1: See so back, just a what was that a fork? Yeah, just a small buck. Daylighting yeah. right now on oh, tactical. See,
0: here's so here's another issue, another cell cam story. So I came back to my farm last night, and the cell cams start going off at like two o'clock, and then a decent one of the mature bucks we got coming comes flying into running running into our into our land at like two thirty so joe and i run out to one of the box blinds and they're running all over into the woods but they didn't get up into the up into the field where we can hunt with the south wind so i think it's just down it's just a matter of time man it's a matter of sitting in a tree and spending as much time as you possibly can and i don't know it's tough this is when this is when the shit gets it becomes a grind because you have days like the days like the last few days I've had and what yeah, you've we had, had Friday,
1: Friday, just you know. Friday. I
0: thought it was going to happen for sure. And I then thought for sure something with all of those deer, like it had to happen. And, Cause that was a six. So it's like, well, he's probably out. He's getting close to having be, being back on his feet out searching, Missed yeah. him by a day.
1: <laughs>
0: in yeah. Wrong spot the next day. And I, was, I bet when I go check cameras and I was probably in the wrong spot this morning. That's why I don't, half part of me wants to shut the cameras down.
1: So you don't second guess yourself constantly? Well, just, it shouldn't. Just commit to a spot and just.
0: Well, that, that is. As long as your conditions are right. There's two strategies that I'm, I haven't, I don't know for sure what the best one is. Well, I I will say you would probably be be better served if you have good access in and out to hunt the same stand for seven, seven straight days.
1: But sometimes
0: it is true. Like if someone has a smaller property, like and that's the only the amount that you can hunt, you will run into it at some point. When you're doing shit like I am, I think I think it becomes it becomes an issue because I have access to, you know, that one farm is like 330 acres. So then I start running around to all different parts of the farm and there's just like 30, 40 acre pockets that it's hot in for only a day. And then if I'm going around chasing the day old shit, it's just bouncing around me. Whereas if you have just a forty acre farm, you might as well sit there and wait until it's hot on your place. So it's tough. And then, you know, or you sit there for five days and you have to work. And you go work for two days and you come back, and those two days were on fire, and then you get back and you're too late. I mean, that's how quick it is. Yeah. And those dough groups are all family members so like they're all usually kind of hot the same like I it just seems that an area gets hot I don't see it a lot of times where it gets hot for multiple days in a row and that's so it's just it's literally throwing a dart at a dartboard that's what it is and hoping that you're right or you just stick a dart in and just wait for it to be right
1: yeah there's yeah the two strategies there
0: I don't know if I'm good enough at, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. That's a tough mental thing to grasp. Just being like, I'm going to sit here for next 10 days and you, I don't give a <laughs> fuck what else happens.
1: Friday you t- Friday when we were I out. I know, I said it. You and said, I, I'm going sit I here this for morning? three days. And where then, did I sit here
0: this morning? I, I, moved after the pre- I moved after the movement. Went after the movement. That's what I'm saying. I shut the fucking cameras down and mind my own business.
1: And just commit. Probably. Just and hope that you're committing at the right time, at the right stand, with the right dough coming around.
0: Well, yeah, and you still pl- I still play the wind, so like, yeah, I should have probably sat back at that pond this morning and stayed to my original plan. And I who knows? Because <sighs> now then you got then you're gonna have changing winds, so like I don't even know if I'll be able to get back there because if we're gonna have more west and southwest, which that southwest is not good in that stand because it blows Basically down into the bedding.
1: North or south?
0: Yeah, dead north, dead south. Could do like a southeast. Could do like a northwest. But even the northwest in that place doesn't really go northwest.
1: I had a battle this morning with the wind. Do it well? Yeah, you're in down. You
0: you start changing your elevation.
1: I, I mean. My the property I hunt is in a valley, but the spot I was hunting is on top of a hill, not the highest point, but so it was supposed to be a south wind, mm-hmm. almost dead south, yeah, and it was f- swirling it it rarely, very rarely would actually shoot straight south. i you know every couple minutes I was throwing milkweed out there, and it was it was it was, it was stupid. It was coming in north, northwest, northeast, straight east, straight west. It that very rarely actually pushed straight south.
0: Well, I will say, this morning did seem like it was kind of doing some weird stuff. And it's so hard to and tell. It was like, pretty calm. I
1: don't know if yeah, I don't know if the wind is just not what they're projecting, or if where I'm sitting is swirling well, and no, doing Well, No, it was
0: definitely a south this morning, one hundred percent. But
1: well, then that spot just well, but I make I made note of it. Obviously that that yeah. that a south wind is not a true south wind there. No, that doesn't mean a north wind won't be here. So I don't want to bash
0: Weston while he's not here, but we do whatever we I mean week. we're talking about some this is the this is his what he's going through right now is exactly what people need to hear about. I, so I yesterday know, yeah he sits in a spot that's in a bottom with the wind blowing so like he's in a bottom and the wind's blowing up against the hillside. I don't know why, because he's on this podcast while we talk about this. I think it's because it's a factor of, you know, kind of wanting to sit there because the trail camera t- pictures are there and then maybe not really wanting to go all the way up the hill like you should because it's a tough walk. But, you know, winds, the wind was swirling in there all morning. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's what happens when you sit in the bottom like that, and especially when the wind's blowing right up to the hillside. Towards the hillside, that you're you're hunting where you're projecting deer to come from. the only way you hunt bottoms like that is if you know for whatever reason that if you get like a 15 mile an hour north wind that when you sit in this bottom it's consistent and it's blowing a certain direction because you've been there before during those conditions and you know that's what it does other than that you don't really know
1: you don't have a good idea on it. Did he get Did he get busted? or? Yeah.
0: Well, he had a little eight-pointer come in, and then, yeah, it bu- ended up busting him. I'm sure every single deer that comes through is going to end up busting him at some point.
1: Or every deer in those that spots. comes near the area doesn't even get to him before it busts because it's catching.
0: Whereas you look at our setup, with a south wind blowing towards every single deer that we saw on Thursday, Friday morning, we saw like 12 probably, not one busted us. Not one
1: drew the interest of the one, but you thought maybe that was just because you snuck down there and grabbed that camera. I snuck down
0: camera. right next to the trail and I grabbed a trail camera, and yeah, the first like three or four bucks that came through.
1: No, it was it was only that. uh, It was lucky. Lucky came by. He's he stopped mm. near your yeah where you were and, yeah. and looked.
0: Well, I think a couple deer did. A couple deer, I think, kind of paused there,
1: but they didn't. They didn't just bail out of there. And that was because that was,
0: yeah, and I kicked myself for that. That was dumb. I wanted to go down there and check the trail camera. And, yeah, they were getting, right when they'd get to a certain spot, um, they would stop. So that was mature buck. He would have done the same thing, but he would have been, he would have had an arrow in him already. Mm Well, that's way different than just having your wind blow uncontrollably around where you don't know where it's going. In that more like in that spot the south wind is technically blowing at them, but we're elevated enough with morning thermals that it's not a problem So I don't know basic rules hunt hunt high in the mornings, hunt low in the evenings and then I won't even get started on what Weston did this morning because I'll wait for him to be here to, to attack him Well, he should be able to he should be able to stand up for himself but it's not good. I'll say that, so next time he's on the podcast, make sure you tune did in. Did he ever... And Jed killed a buck this morning, too.
1: This is all new information to me.
0: Well, yeah, it's uh, about a two-year-old eight-pointer. He said
1: 70 yards, it was... Uh, I think this is a good leeway into what we said we were going to talk about. Yeah, it is. So, he shot a two-year-old eight-pointer. eight-pointer. yeah. How did he feel about that?
0: Oh, he loved it. Okay. He He doesn't have standard. Well... We, we've discovered this year he does have some standard because he had he did pass a couple forks so he's a different human being he's not normal and he also the first buck, well he's had a
1: rough season though too well the first
0: buck he killed with a bowl was a 200 plus inch buck so the way he views bucks is a little different like he just likes killing stuff and hunting um so yeah, he nothing like what we like that, but essentially it was, I guess, cruising at like seventy yards, he grunted at it, it came in like nineteen and yeah, he pile drived it. Good. Died like thirty yards later. On uh I think on public. So this is what we were talking about today, is in that scenario, I see a lot of people, especially right now, because everyone's hunting and everyone's seeing deer. And everybody wants to shoot a deer. But what we see right now a lot is people shoot deer, and then they're like, hey, man, good job. Like, congrats. Awesome deer. Was it, like, an awesome hunt? You get excited, and then they're like, yeah. And then, like, for some reason, they think that you're judging them. It's like, I probably shouldn't have shot it. I don't know. And it's like, bro, don't fucking apologize about the deer that you shot. That's the only time I get mad at people. I would never come up to somebody that I don't really know or hunt with and be like, Why'd you shoot that? No, it's not. First of all, none of my business. Second of all, if it's, if it's something that made you excited, fucking awesome.
1: And there's a lot of different factors. Like yeah. Maybe that was their first buck. Maybe, but when maybe, you make a comment,
0: yeah, yeah. Who knows what the situation, maybe you never shot a buck with a bow. Maybe Whatever. like
1: that legitimately feeds their family. Yeah. And it's, a, that was the first deer that came by. Yeah. Like there's a lot. Maybe of he has factors. one
0: day to hunt and he went out and that's the thing that showed up. Whatever. Everyone has different ideas of hunting. That doesn't, but what the conversation changes when they go, they start backpedaling. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. probably shouldn't have shot it. It's like a three-year-old, two-year-old. Like, I thought it was bigger. And I was like, all right, all right. I'm going to stop you there. Okay, first of all, don't fucking apologize because I don't give a fuck. And if you are actually saying that you don't know whether or not this was a two- or three-year-old, then we might have a problem. Then you should probably study. Some trail cam pictures look at some more deer on the hoof all that shit because i mean that's two-year-old <laughs> that's all that is i've been like jed this morning being like "Yeah, i don't know shot a nice one no he said he said he shot an eight pointer he's like that's eh, not big though like he, he knows what it was so either you don't know or don't fucking apologize for something that got you excited and you capitalized on it because at the time you got all jacked up. And if it, if you got all jacked up and you got overwhelmed and you killed something and then you go up to it and you're, like, not that happy about it, well, remember what that feeling was. So compose yourself in the moment so you can let it walk by. Yeah,
1: I know firsthand.
0: I, yeah, so do I. That's why I'm saying, like, I, went, I did the same shit where I'd shot deer and I'd be, like, walk up to him and be like, like I'd still technically rather have a tag in my pocket right now, but I got excited and I wanted to kill the deer that came through because I've been sitting here forever and nothing came through.
1: That's a dangerous time to be in the stand. We've all got yeah. that story where you just get
0: you get you just like it's a, it's a it's like it's like everything's building. You're just like you're about to fucking explode, and yep, here comes a three-year-old eight. We're gonna whack him. It's like especially if they're walking away.
1: <laughs> it's like you. I don't know. It's like you just get drunk out there with yeah. with this like just desire just to like
0: well explain what happened to you last year
1: who <laughs> this isn't audited or anything no okay. no 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 <laughs> like
0: like uh explain uh like your story like I don't know I guess the thought process behind
1: like, explain your story that you had last so year. it was mid to late October and I was I I think I had just done, like, a camera pull and saw, like, a really nice one, <clears throat> really nice mature deer that was in that area. Um, and and I was on, right on the edge of between two egg fields, like, on a crick line. Um, and I was looking over my shoulder, staring at a, at the time, looking back, it was probably a three-year-old, uh, like, eight-pointer coming in. And I I sat and looked at him long enough. And I'm like, no, he's not big enough. I I shouldn't shoot him. And as I'm and and it's quickly getting dark and uh, daylight is fading. And as I look away from him, I look back out in front of me into the other egg field, which I actually have a food plot on. And I'm not going to get into specifics on time because I truly don't remember and I don't remember the the <clears throat> shooting hours at that time. But yeah. let's just say it was dark. It was dark enough to the point where. I saw a body of a deer coming into the food plot. I saw horns. And to me, I was like, it's gotta be that buck I just saw on camera. It's gotta yeah, be. Yeah, I was him. getting low light. I'm like, he was just here. It's probably him again. I'm gonna I'm committed to this deer. Um, pulled back, stood up, pulled back. He had no idea I was there, gave him the old mat. He stopped, 30 <laughs> yard shot, broadside. I mean, I and Drilled him. there's a I mean, there's positives from this. Like so I, yeah, I think I double lunged him, like made a really good shot. He ran, I didn't realize it at the time because I was, I don't know, too jacked up with the anticipation of, because it was so dark, I didn't know what I had just shot. I knew it was a buck. I saw horns, but I'm like, I don't know how big this is. This could be the big one. Um, didn't really think about, oh shit, maybe it's not the big one. Mm-hmm. And he ended up dying like 70 yards in the field, on the edge of the field. Yeah. Techn- within sight of Yeah, within sight. But I, it him. was so dark, I couldn't see it go down. So I gather my stuff, I pull out of there, I go find my arrow, I had an Illuminoc, so I found my arrow right away, found blood, put my arrow in the in the dirt, and I left, grabbed, you know, called buddies up, yeah, I shot a buck, um, uh, I, I'm like, I don't know, I, I hit it pretty good, don't know how big it is, don't know how small it is, uh, so it ended up being me, you, Jason, and Luke, right? Four of us down yeah, there. Yeah, Bobby, I think. And, yeah. Uh, Walked to where I found last... So it's, yeah, obviously super dark now. Walked to where I found last blood, turned my spotting scope over in the field and saw its eyes laying in the field. And I'm like, well, I guess I didn't need help tracking it. Walked up to it and it was a 8.2-year-old with a (laughs) 14, 15-inch spread. And I'm like, I just instantly heart sunk. And it, it was one of those things. But looking back, it's been over a year now looking at it. So that was the first buck I shot since I was in high school. So... It was like a, I went on like a ten-year spell of like yeah. not, not actually tagging a buck with a bow. And you got ramped up. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. So, but I've learned. <laughs> and you owned it. You wasn't like a. Oh yeah. Wasn't I like
0: yeah. I thought it was. I don't. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't like the, like the. I'm excited. Maybe I shouldn't have shot it, but I don't know. Whatever. Like that. Like that kind of attitude. I guess. You were like you were like not happy about it yeah there was like no celebrating
1: oh there was no celebrating because yeah taylor got all excited i was putting stuff on like social media like oh we got blood you know (laughs) we're gonna go tracking and there was just zero follow-up i'm like don't you post anything (laughs) i didn't take a single picture of it or i took pictures of it after i cut its head off because i ended up european mounting it but like i didn't take a picture in the field i didn't take a picture holding it yeah not not even with his horns on his body
0: i mean you still ate it and did what you needed to do with it yeah essentially it was a dull <laughs> it's
1: expensive doll. yeah it's uh but the hell of a learning experience i know that and yeah yeah there are positives out of it so i just got to be smarter so more disciplined i think the
0: easiest thing for people listening right now is just take sit back it does not matter it's no one else's decision except yours and figure out what your goal is what buck you want to shoot If, for some reason, you haven't shot – like, this is – like, Wesson, he passed an eight-pointer yesterday that – like, a two-year-old. And I don't think he's ever even shot a buck. And it's like, dude, you got to get on the board at some point. And he, like, sends me a video of him shaking and shit.
1: But not that we're – we're not – I don't mean – I hope he doesn't take this as we're criticizing him for not shooting it. Like – No. 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 I think he he
0: didn't shoot it because he thought that, like – of well, what he we would thought. be criticized. Yeah.
1: Well, Jesus Christ, we and all have I, a first buck.
0: And then I told, like, me and Jed both. It was like, it was in like a group chat. Me and Jed both were like, "Why didn't you shoot him then?" We if all you're have that a first jacked buck. up about it, and you've never shot a buck.
1: <laughs> we're not. Uh, and we're he's like, assholes, "Well, I don't but... know. I
0: probably should have." And I'm like, "Well, yeah. Why are you you what? You needed to fucking shoot me a text before you shoot him or what?" So I think it's important that just decide what your goal is. Personally, uh, it was pretty much anything for me. The first couple of years and then, and then, you know, went to like, all right, now I want to kill a three-year-old. And then once you kill a three-year-old, all right, now I want to kill a four-year-old. And once you kill a four-year-old, all right, now I want to kill a five-year-old. And then it's like, well, I kind of want like a specific deer. So it's like, and you don't even, you don't even have to evolve like that. Yeah. You just, if you're just happy to kill three-year-olds every year,
1: more power to you. You're going to be able to probably do it every single year. This week. My goal, I mean, even this year, my goal has changed multiple times. started off with split, and yep. then he disappeared. So I was like, you know what, I just want to shoot a mature deer because I think to this day I have not shot a mature. I, it's a—it's kind of embarrassing saying it, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm 29 years old, and I've never shot a. I don't even know if I've shot a three-year-old. Yeah, you have. No, really? yeah, that first buck I got with a bow, I would say was three. Yeah. When I was in high school, but I've never shot a four-year-old or or four-plus-year-old. Yeah. So like, or I told Taylor, no, or
0: really know what that was if you did right. at the time.
1: And I so I told Taylor, I was like, I, my goals changed. I'm like, I just want a mature deer. Like it doesn't. I'm not going after points. I want a mature deer. But and then split showed back up, so my goal changed again. I mean. Yeah. But we'll see. That doesn't mean if if a if another mature deer four-year-old shows up that I won't lose control. Of. And I'd
0: say it's it's just. Uh, went when with when Joe and I last night, and had a two year old come grunting in. And, Has he ever shot anything with a bull? Um, a buck? not a buck, no. But uh, and he got jacked up, and I was like, no, 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 because <laughs> I know, I know him. I don't think he'd be that thrilled about it if he would have shot it. I know at the time he was jacked up <laughs> and
1: excited, and but um, when the adrenaline wears off, and you're like, ah, yeah, you wanna. Yeah. Ideally, yeah. Best case scenario, you want to feel you want to feel ja- awesome. You when want, you want to feel to as it. jacked up after as you did when you saw it coming in yeah. and you took the shot.
0: Yeah, best case scenario. That's not, that doesn't always happen, but if it's mature buck, at least you can feel good about it being a mature buck, right? Um, but so, I guess the moral of the story is: figure out what your goal is. Do not. It does not matter about anyone else's thoughts on this. You know, if you if you have a goal of of having solid mature deer on a farm and you want to you know manage your farm for that and maybe you just bought it you killing one three-year-old right now to get a buck off you know get it off your back and get on the board and understand that feeling of of one coming in and gaining your composure and watching an arrow send through it you know the more clean kills you get when you're all jacked up like that the better you're going to be and one three-year-old isn't going to ruin the future of your farm, but
1: <laughs> but five in one year, yeah, or or you know three to five is detrimental. <laughs> three to five
0: between zero and three, that's not a good one. We've seen that on Jeff's place for
1: multiple years, consecutive years in a row now. And you see and though? I'll take I'll take blame. I was part of one of them. I that is my fault. But I mean we'll see what this year comes on no deer have died off our land this year yet all
0: i'll say is four year four or five years ago when we both started kind of really seriously bow hunting your place was insane yeah there was a ton of bucks
1: five to seven i bet
0: five to seven, four or five four five-year-old bucks like four to five pushing 150 and at the time i'm like my god that is insane and the farm i was hunting nothing I mean, nothing comparable to that. Like, a three-year-old was, like, the biggest thing I had. And in those four to five years, and it's mainly because I'm the only person hunting, and then just by happenstance, the neighbors around us, their kids move away. They aren't hunting as much. Naturally, it's kind of done this, like, ripple effect where now we're sitting. The farms have completely reversed. Mm -hmm. 100%. Now, the place I'm hunting, we're looking at... Every year now for two or three years it's been for two years now it's been four to five, six legit shooters. You're looking at three to four pushing over one fifty.
1: And then it, it that second tier of like three year olds, it seems like that is growing too. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden it's like all of a sudden you have of all now. of a
0: sudden you have like yeah, the last couple of years I've had five to ten three year olds running around there like. That the legit as long as a
1: couple, you know, the majority of you know, fifty percent of those get through, you're sitting good for the next year. So Deer management.
0: Yeah, but it's your it's your life. Don't apologize for what you do. First of all, the deer deserves better. So don't. If you kill a buck, own it, accept it. If you made a mistake, it own it. Obviously, do everything you need to do to harvest it, eat all of its food, all that good shit. But don't don't diminish the animal by. Saying, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have shot it. I don't know. I just, I just, just wanted to, you know. I was just bored. I was like, all right, whatever. Are you, were you excited? Yeah. Like, okay, good. Fuck yeah. Let's let's have a beer. Let's chill out. Let's have multiple beers. <laughs> it's cool. All right. Don't do it again next year, though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. I- yeah. Learn. Yeah.
0: yeah if if you if you walk up to a buck, and you're like, probably shouldn't have shot it then don't shoot it next time.
1: Yeah. Because I have...
0: There's people that do it every year. Yeah, where they're like, well, I don't know. I probably shouldn't have shot. Like, dude, bro, you said that to me f-
1: the last three years. So either stop bitching to me about doing it or fucking don't do it. Yes. Learn. Make an adjustment. Yeah, make an adjustment. Or keep shooting them. I don't care. Don't, Just don't... Don't make the... Don't make the excuse. Yeah, then don't complain. I don't want to hear it.
0: I want... we either celebrating or we're learning something. So... If you're celebrating, sweet, all right. If three-year-olds get you happy, you're gonna have a good hunting life. You probably won't be stressed very often. It's gonna be pretty easy you won't sailing. Be living like us, <laughs> yeah. If if uh, if it's a learning lesson, then you shouldn't be doing it again. So, those are the two options. All right, get out there, get in the woods as much as you can. This is gonna be a good week. Once this rain gets through, to Wednesday, the, Tuesday Thursday, Friday is gonna be really good saturday looks like rain again but saturday and sunday are gonna be decent too for the weekend warriors so good luck send us pictures of deer when you get them and uh stay safe